Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. Thank you all for tuning in to another edition of Nickish. You got your boys Mo, Nafi, and Faiz on this Wednesday, August 24, 2022 edition of the show. This is episode 150. For those of you who've been rocking with us since we started in 2018, or for those of you who recently started listening, or even if this is your first episode that you're listening to right now, we want to extend our most sincere gratitude for all the love and support. We have plenty of special things in store for everyone looking to wear Nickish this upcoming season, and we're excited to see the beautiful black, white, and orange donned at every Knicks game. So with that being said, y'all know the drill. Check out our website, nick-ish.com, and cop yourself an exclusive Nickish hat and shorts, and check out our latest articles written by our very own Omar Faruqi. Passing the mic over to Nafi. What's going on, man? How you doing? What's this passing the mic business? I thought it was a one-time thing, bro. Come on now. Let's not make it a trend. I have my own mic. God damn it. All right. Uh, I'm doing good, bro. Um, as as you said, grateful. A lot of gratitude towards the listeners that have been rocking with us since episode one. Even probably before that, I think we put like put out. Did we put out those demos? Nah, never mind. Uh, let's so 2018, ne- technically. Yeah, I mean, technically we recorded them back then. Let's hope no, we they never see the light of day. Also, right? yeah, we never put out those demos. Yeah, exactly. We never will. Thank God. That shit's but, gone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's in the ob- uh, abyss. <laughs> in the air. Our kids, um, our kids' kids may discover it one day in the future as like some old artifact. Coming back to will be around by then? Maybe, maybe. Probably like a record player, like the equivalent, and like 50, whatever. Anyway, that's that. That's if climate change doesn't wipe us out, which at this point, bold claim. Anyway, I'm doing good, bro. Um, yeah, thankful for the listeners, people that have been rocking with Nickish, and yo, can't wait for the season to start. Obviously, we're all basketball fiends here. That's the main reason we're excited for the season. But yeah, we got some shit cooking, and uh. Could be exciting. How you doing, Faiz? Yo, do you want I mean, me to pass I, you the mic or uh, what is this? You know, I, just just for Mo, for Mo, I'll take it. For Mo, I'll, I'll, I'll grab my mic. It's we all grab it. You know, it is what it is. I'm trying to like, say, um, baton here. I'm trying to say, I, we're not I, in the same room. We're, we're misleading the listeners. God damn it! I'm not letting this go. I'm, I'm kidding. It's, it's the fake news, man. It's 2022. It's uh, you know, we we pass the mics all the time. Listen, I'm mute and mute. This is the Zoom era. All right, I'm up. As a as a you know. Listener from from Nickish, you know, I want to say congrats to you guys. Congrats to us on getting to 150 episodes. It's not it's not a small feat, you know. We're we're making it. We're talking about it so nonchalant, so casually, but really appreciate all the listeners and really appreciate you guys for starting this brand. You know, get get some going, getting the Knicks fans hype because you could really see um, how the fans have been rocking with us. You know, and that that's what that's what what it's all about. It's about what the fans want. You can see it. The proof is in the pudding. You know, so we don't. I don't need to say it, but I feel like I want to say it. So appreciate y'all, you know. Thank you, man. Congrats so. to you too. I think you've been you've been with us for about six months now. That's that's no small feat, man. Doing a podcast for for that for that consistently for this many months, it's not easy. So. Y'all make it easy. Y'all make it easy. Yeah. You know, it's a whole lot of fun <laughs> talking, chewing the shit, talking with y'all. So y'all make it easy. Uh, uh, all right, this is a cheesy podcast. You know, right. <laughs> this is a very special episode of Nickish. That's what it is. <laughs> I mean, how how fitting is it really? Because. Uh, mm. Episode one hundred and fifty, and what's 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 our main what's our main topic? What's our main topic? A Listen, potential, that was, uh, I had to fluff you guys up. I had to cushion you guys because everyone knows, like Knicks fans right now are we're a little soft. We're a little soft in the gut because 
our favorite reporter, you know, Ian Begley comes out and he's coming out usually with the ethers, the real factual information. And he's talking about how there's there's members of our front office, a few members in the and you know, we as Knicks fans as Knicks fans, we know how our front office works. There's multiple people in the room. It's not just Leon Rose making the decisions. We have Scott Perry, we have um uh Worldwide West, we have uh, the, the cap guy, Brock Aller. Yeah, and we have a few people. We added some people, some guy from the Minnesota Timberwolves. So Tom Thibodeau is part of that room and whatnot. So, you know, there's a lot of voices speaking, and a few of those voices, most likely Tibbs, is pushing for R.J. Barrett to be the, the key piece in that Utah Jazz package instead of what we've been, you know, asking for, someone like Grimes possibly, maybe as far as OB or IQ. But, you know, so far we've been talking about R.J. as untouchable, so I know... I know this is hitting hard in the guts to Knicks fans, but I think I, I don't think I could tell by Mafia and most faces we're not ready to talk about this. Let's 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 bring it back a little bit. Let's talk about the domino that led to this. Let's let's talk about the breaking news that w- wait no it was like the Nets and KD apparently they they dropped together talking about parent teacher conference night you know <laughs> so Shalmar, they you want to talk about them. passing the mic motherfucking <laughs> fucking uh, Josiah and KD held the mic together and like and made the announcement class we have yeah, a, a and, and Josiah's wife just snuck her hand there too <laughs> it was a big family was affair <laughs> sponsored by boardroom you know what I mean a pathetic display and on Kobe's birthday too get the fuck oh, out of here I feel like that had to be some kind of orchestration the way these motherfuckers are so fucking careful about their brands and they idolize Kobe are you kidding me on, on, on his birthday they they're like gonna draw a parallel to the fucking Kobe situation that happened where he demanded a trade and then it didn't happen and it all worked out and it was all happily ever after. Yo, fuck the Nets, okay? We're still gonna point and laugh at him. I'm sorry, just to kind of like pivot because we could talk about the RJ shit, but that's basically what happened with the Nets, right? Like, no, it's, is, it's that, a, is that a, is that a good breakdown? Or? Yeah, yeah, no, it's important because it's kind of been holding everything else back for for at least a month now. I, I don't remember when it was first announced that KD was asking for a trade, but he was holding he was holding basically the, the entire NBA up because uh, a lot of teams were interested and they wanted to see what was going to happen with him. And then you know once his decision was made, everyone else can follow through. So now we're in that follow through period. Kyrie Irving will probably stay in Brooklyn now, so that that kind of changes the entire landscape because really we thought that Brooklyn was going to be a lottery team again and that's one less team to worry about. But it looks like that may not be the case. Um, looks like Steve Nash is going to stay um, and Sean Marks is going to stay and. It was just a whole giant like circle jerk that they just did, but it is it is what it is. Um, that's that's Brooklyn for you. So if, <laughs> if y'all are fans of Brooklyn, I, I don't know why, but in any case, let's uh let's pivot over to what what were we at right now after that that announcement by Kevin Durant and and the Brooklyn Nets. We're we're on to RJ right now. So, uh, Fias, I'm gonna throw it right back to you. Yeah, I mean like. There's a lot of things that happened because of that KD decision. Like you saw Patrick Beverly coming out and tweeting about how this is holding up jobs, and whatnot. You saw uh, Isaiah Thomas coming out talking about can we sign now and shit. So it's it's that, and then there's like these trades <laughs> happening and whatnot. I gotta What's cut that? you there real quick. What you guys saw that Isaiah Thomas tweet though, right? You guys saw who commented? No, I didn't actually. He, he said, uh, he said, when can we start signing? The Shanghai Sharks like, yo, we've been trying oh, to reach you. No. <laughs> oh, no. Like, I feel bad for Isaiah Thomas. It's, uh, been a, it's been a while since he's been at the level. I, mean, I was just about to chime in and say, in the, I see like news like every other month he signed with somebody else. So like the, the yeah. signing been happening, Isaiah. Hey, you I, Isaiah? Yeah, Isaiah, KD's not the reason you're not getting signed, bro. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't I wanna... still, Isaiah, like, you're t- come on. He's not. <laughs> 
like like fighters you just said, KD's not affecting the G League tryout <laughs> circuit. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Yeah, I think it's more like players are just trying to take shots at Kevin Durant right now in the middle of all this, you know? So um, the repercussions, I mean, I think the biggest one we could talk about right now is like uh, how it directly affects the Knicks is uh, now Donovan Mitchell is going to be one of the main targets from for, for teams because, you know, KD's obviously off the market temporarily possibly till mid-season, maybe even next season until, you know, another drama se- session happens again. So let's see. Um, I think with the Lakers, that that's another big point to look at because remember a lot of uh, reports coming out that the Lakers, Knicks, and Jazz were in three-team talks to make a trade happen where possibly Russell Westbrook gets taken off the books to maybe the Jazz, maybe bought out. Uh, the Knicks get Donovan Mitchell like we always wanted and the Lakers, you know, get some role pieces either from the Jazz or from the Knicks or, you know, a combination of both. Picks obviously going to Utah. So, um, you know, the Lakers can't get Kyrie anymore. That's the domino that fell from this. KD uh, staying with Kyrie. Now the Lakers have to pivot. So that might be a, a potential trade partner for us. And then... Um, but besides the Lakers, like around the league in general, we've, we're seeing reports now come out about other teams being interested in Donovan Mitchell. Now, I, I think I saw the Heat and the Hawks are out of it, but uh, I think that the Wizards are still in it. There's, there's a few other teams. Yeah, still. I, I want to hit Cavs. on that real quick, just because like I did also see like I think it was Fred Cass of the Athletics saying now uh, like, you know, with KD off the market, quote unquote, this might have these teams that were in that race turn, you know, switch the package over into the, the Donnie sweepstakes. And I'm just like. That shit don't make sense to me. Maybe it makes sense to y'all. But, like, I don't see how it's comparable in that, like, a team would have a set KD package and a set of, like, like uh, standards they would need to reach to put together something to even entertain Brooklyn's, like, you know, demands. That's totally different than, what like, what would it take for Donnie. And I still feel like with a Donnie Mitchell trade, we're still holding all the cards. Like, we got the most to offer. And, like, even if, like, a team like Toronto were to kind of pivot over to Donnie, the only way Toronto would top our offers, I feel like, at this point, unless it's, like, some multi-team shit, is if they put Scotty Barnes in. If they weren't willing to do it for KD, they're not going to do it for Donnie, right? So I just wanted to hit on that real quick because, you know, we saw you know, these different suitors being listed, but I don't buy into that aspect of it where – I get, like, KD kind of, like, being off the market will have that trickle-down effect of moves coming into play, but I don't get or I don't follow or I don't just agree with the idea that these other teams will now pursue Donnie or more more fervently than they have. Right. How y'all yeah. feel? It's not, it's not like there were any trades that happened between where now a new team suddenly has a lot more picks. That None of that's happened. The Knicks still hold the most amount of picks for a team that's interested in Donovan Mitchell, the only team that was interesting really was was the Cavs, and they they don't come anywhere close to the number of picks that the Knicks have. And we all know that Danny Ainge is interested in the in the picks. Um, you know, something interesting is that if if the, if Mitchell trade doesn't happen and he continues to play through the season, I think his value kind of goes down a bit. And his value, if his value does go down, then the Jazz might be open to listening to more offers. And now, apparently, they're open to listening or listening or being. Apparently, they're interested in a trade for R.J. Barrett, whom we thought wasn't an option for them because of his contract extension. And now that they're opening that door, who knows if they're going to be willing to take on other players that are still earlier in their careers who would have a contract extension in the same way. I can't really think of any examples on any, you know, off the top of my head. But um, I, think, I think it's clear that the Knicks still have the leverage right now. But it is still alarming that Ian Bagley, the the guy that we all do trust, he, best in the game right now as far as Knicks reporters go, what he says is gold and it's legit. 
um, that the Knicks have people in the front office who are open to the idea of trading. It doesn't mean that it's going to happen. I'm not going to react as if it's happened already. But the fact that their guys are willing to to entertain that kind of trade is pretty alarming, especially for me. I, I don't think it's – if you put R.J. Barrett's name in and then you're still putting in the picks – it makes zero sense to me. and it's, No, that's it's like not, the godfather offer you would do if we wanted to, like, get LeBron in his prime. You know what I mean? Not to even, like, say I would trade, you know, RJ for anybody but LeBron in his prime. But I think what you laid out is, like, a good way to kind of also summarize that as well. Is like It's like a two-pronged rumor. Like, we get, like, Utah is suddenly now more open to demanding RJ in a trade. And now the second part of that news is apparently there are Knicks decision makers that are open to trading RJ. Some, quote-unquote, and... I'm I'm inclined to agree with Faiz is probably Tibbs, but yeah, I mean, I just I, first of all, like, I don't think Bagley reported that Utah is like wants RJ, but he has been kind of saying, wait, is that what the report was? No, Ar- Bagley said that you know the Knicks, there are people in, in the front office that would want that are okay with trading RJ, but I think the biggest thing Ian Bagley was saying for months now or throughout this whole thing is like he hasn't been able to confirm through his sources that Utah is not open or doesn't want RJ. So it's all just kind of unclear in that way. And what this tells me and he does, he did say, so the, the, I'll just read out the headline it says some Knicks decision makers open to including RJ Barrett in a trade for Donovan Mitchell. And later in the article, he says the jazz continue to have strong interest in Knicks's wing, RJ Barrett per SNY. That's crazy. Sources. Cause so like, does, you know what I mean? Shams is like it. straight up saying like throughout this whole thing, Shams is like up there with Woj, right? Saying that like, Utah has no would have no interest in RJ because they don't want to pay him, right? So that just goes to like I guess what the whole theme of this summer and this whole sweepstakes, right? Like who can you really trust? I still trust Bagley, and that's why this news is worrying to some degree. But it's just I don't know. I just feel like this is all posturing from both sides, and these leaks have been strategic. You know what I mean? I feel like this isn't like this is Utah putting some shit out. Like you know what? They're they're close to reaching our ask. Let's see if we get RJ in the deal too. It's almost yeah. like how. You know, Denver's like, yo, we'll, we'll take Mozgov, too. You got Mozgov over there? Give, <laughs> give, us, give us Mozgov, too, for Melo. You know what I mean? And, and you know, Dolan came in, made sure that happened. I don't think it's like that kind of scenario where, like, we're going to cave, you know, obviously, because RJ, compared to, to Mozgov, it's not even a discussion. I just think it's, it's, it's there's some kind of strategy behind all these leaks. You know what I mean? It could be a way for them to try to sneak in one more first-round pick, if not RJ Barrett. They'll just be like, yo, just give us RJ mm-hmm. Barrett and four picks. They'll be like, fine, we'll just give you that fifth pick. No R.J. Barry, they'll be like, deal. You know, so they're at this point, you know, they, they might be getting desperate, and now they're throwing out the R.J. Barry kind of thing. Maybe it was a card, you know, that they had in play, and they're they're willing to use it and trying to play chicken with the Knicks. Um, in no world, in no scenario, is Donovan Mitchell, a borderline top 20 player, Not he's probably like 17th or 18th, is, is worth more than three for unprotected first-round picks. He's not even worth three unprotected first-round picks and players. Like, if you go back in history and look at all those players that were able to net uh, the, the, the opposite team two to three picks, they're MVP caliber players. They're players yeah. who are multi-time all-star, multi-time NBA, all-NBA. Donovan Mitchell has never been all-NBA. I'm not, I'm not discrediting his capabilities as a player and his, his potential of, of being a superstar on the Knicks, but, like, it's just egregious to say that, you know, five picks for, for Donovan Mitchell, four picks unprotected all for Donovan Mitchell and give us your, your best, you know, asset player. And it's crazy for me to, to look on Twitter and see all these Knicks fans that are open to the idea of trading R.J. Barrett. He is literally <laughs> your best asset. You don't give up your best asset and three-plus unprotected first-round picks 
for a player who's not even in the top five or top ten. Like, you no NBA team would do it. You go to Orlando, you go even to OKC. In that case, it's like, to add to that, bro, like, not even to interrupt, but, like, just with, with, when w- these deals were mad on protected picks change hands, those superstars, superstars that get traded, they're always, like, a secondary piece to another star already exactly. in place. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like... There, t- through no like interpretation of what reality is right now, can I see like both RJ and Danny Ainge's desired amount of co- picks being what the package ends up being? You know what I mean? Yeah. And like some players that that I actually have examples of some players. Paul George was like fucking five picks. You got mm-hmm. AD got like two three picks. Drew yeah. Holiday isn't a caliber of an AD or Paul George, but he got them that ring though. He was that third missing piece that they exactly, needed. Yeah, and they had to ring. keep Giannis that summer. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's all different situations. And then James Harden, James Harden in Brooklyn, they got a lot of picks out of that. But James Harden was supposed to be that third piece in a mm. in a you know super team with KD and Kyrie. So it's just wild to me. Uh, Fies, what were your initial thoughts once you saw this rumor? I mean, at first, I, I just had to remind myself not to overreact because it's just like you don't want to see <laughs> Ian Begley, RJ trade. Like you don't want those are three things I do not want to see together. You know what I mean? So like, as a as a fan, like as a you know like reactionary fan, it's like shit, shit, shit. Like do not trade RJ. Like I don't want to even see that anywhere near my team right now because that's our guy. Like you know, since Patrick Ewing, I heard someone I think Jonathan Mackey talking about it, but it's like since Patrick Ewing, who have the Knicks drafted and have been their guys? Porzingis, who's clearly not our guy anymore, and now it's RJ. Like, this is our homegrown guy that we want to build around. So it's it's scary to see the name being brought up so early. Like, I'm not even that desperate for Donovan Mitchell. Like, why is his name coming up in this trade? I agree with Mo. And, you know, even if you add Donovan Mitchell, like, you know, it comes back to the Nets. Like, what where, where do the Knicks really get? Like, yeah, we see the potential for maybe a, a 6-5 seed, but... I honestly, like, wouldn't be surprised if they make the, like, top end of the play in, like, 7-8, you know? So, why would the Knicks give up their entire asset trove just to make, possibly make the play and maybe make the end of the playoff first-round exit? Like, that's not, that's not a smart basketball team. So, I don't really see them doing it. That's why I didn't freak out all the way. But I do, I do agree with Nafi where I think it's, like, it's a way to, like, keep the lines open. You know what I mean? Like, keep the phones going. Like, you'd rather talk about like yeah you know rj might be in there but um i'm hesitant like maybe we can just settle on grimes you know what i mean like maybe this is the high asking where we're gonna end up falling to someone like grimes because we've low-key seen every package in between from every report I've heard every grimes young player like, we cherish has been in this, in a, this in, goddamn in, sweepstakes right, except and, for and, iq and, <laughs> <laughs> and from some valid, some from valid sources too. It's not like we're getting like some random sources saying these. So you know these conversations are gonna happen. Like it's kind of crazy to see it happen now. Maybe it does signal that we're much closer than we think we are. But I don't know. Maybe I'm misinterpreting most sentiments. But like I don't think as Knicks fans we're like even that. Like RJ definitely is untouchable. But like Mo said, like you know. If it's for an MVP caliber type of player, sure, we can see something like that happen. Something that boosts us to somewhere like there. But Donovan Mitchell, like, come on, we're kind of gassing him up now, right? Like, it's yeah. it's a little it's a little much. Like, even if it was if, for Donnie, I'd be okay with it if we had like Kawhi in his prime already on yeah, the roster. Yeah, yeah, like, that's okay, a desperation move. That's exactly, more like, a, oh, you know we mean? need to. That's what I mean. Donnie you know, as a starter to like trying to get another star, and you're already blowing your load right now. To your point, bro, it doesn't make any sense. Add so context. No, add context. I'm sorry, real quick. Yeah. Add context to the Paul George trade that you said five picks. That was to get Kawhi as well. Exactly to sign like, on the dotted line. 
no, th- th- there's more context to all of those trades that we're talking about. AD already had LeBron. Like, in all of those scenarios, someone else is there. Are you telling me Jalen Brunson's like, you know, he's great, but I don't think Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell are world beaters. Like, all of a sudden, we're feeling like we're the next kids on town or something, you know? I'd rather run it back with Jalen Brunson, see the upside RJ has. Like, we still have our other young players. Like, another player will be available, guys. It's not that crazy, like... Yeah, and I'm so sick of and tired of seeing the headline like, oh, if we get Donovan Mitchell, that'll let another superstar want to join the Knicks. Like, it, why do we keep thinking that that's a, pl- a a play to make? It it makes it doesn't make sense anymore to make that kind of play. You know, teams will players these days sort it out amongst themselves first, and then they make the moves. Kawhi Leonard, PG decided beforehand that they're gonna work together in LA, and they they had that discussion together. Getting Donovan Mitchell and giving up your entire war chest and your best asset to maybe get another player in. And well, how would you get that other player if you're going to give up five picks? Exactly. You, got, you yeah. ain't got nothing left. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a better player than Donovan Mitchell that you bring in. If you give up everything for Donovan Mitchell and R.J. Barrett, you have nothing left to sign that better, that quote-unquote better player with. And you're going to be stuck with a team with, with you know, two with, with an all-star caliber player and a budding, potentially budding all-star player, at least starter player in, in in uh, Jalen Brunson, and then you got you still got Julius Randle on the team. If you're telling me after this season, after the season that we just came out of, that we're still stuck with Thibodeau and Randle, and we lose out on Rand on RJ and all of our picks that we accumulated, I, I'm gonna lose. There's a like huge this, difference. Bro. There's a huge difference with like Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell, RJ and Randle and Mitchell Robinson than there is with Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson. Whoever Grimes and then Randall, like I don't know, it would just hurt to see that trotted out. Like I, it's just like kind of, bro. Like I'm just glad we're doing this because it's us just like all taking turns to like just scold the different genres of like foolishness that are in this fan base. You know what I mean? Because like I'm next up, I'm about to hit on these motherfuckers that are just like, yo, if we don't get Donnie, who's next? I was like. I thought we had, I thought literally every content creating outlet had like debunked that point like six months ago. You know what I mean? But like, we just see it happen. All, KD had a trade demand a month ago, a, a month later, it's, it's off the table. It happens just as quick. You know what I mean? Like, so these fans are just like, we need to get Donnie. We need to put everything in. Fuck RJ. Fuck us, quote unquote, overrating our young kids. Let's go get Donnie because we don't know who's going to be next. We don't know that nobody isn't going to be next. You know what I mean? What the fuck? That goes against any tr- the whole trend we've seen. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, bro. It's just, just something. Y'all, it's like, a, it'd be it'd be an incompetent move to make, and I think just that, hearing that's the scold people would make me mad because I'm like, yo, there are actual people out there that think like that, like just they're stupid. NPCs, bro. I'm those sorry. aren't you know they're, they're like, NPCs. Those aren't real people, man. Like, Nah, NPCs in, in GTA 4 have a little bit more insight. You, know I mean? you, you ever walk around, you know what I mean, in GTA 5, like around the, the mean streets of LA? You've been hearing some wild conversations. Like, you know what? That's more interesting than, like, some of the shit that I've seen on Nick's Twitter. Crazy. <laughs> Just the last couple of days. 149 episodes ago, we started with saying, yo, we're going to educate the masses. I think <laughs> I don't think we've done a very good job since we're still seeing shit like this, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Was to say you could lead a man to a fish, or you could teach a man, whatever. You the, could teach a the, man the whole to moral that. in that story can be applied here. I don't know how, kind of too lazy to, to, to make the connection, but our listeners, I trust them. They know. You know what I mean, they get it. I think that 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 blind trust in them is what, what brought us here, <laughs> not being moral. So like, <laughs> now our listeners are good. They, yeah, they, nah, they yeah. yeah, 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 yeah they, exactly. They, they smart. I would hope so. I don't see a lot of comments saying like trade RJ and our shit. So like, like. Thank it's God. just it's just absurd, man. Like it, it's it's not the right basketball move, and I don't think teams are gonna see that. Like, I feel like that's a that's a same old Knicks type of, you know what I mean? It's like Nickish. That, that's, that's yeah, what it that's is. the Knickish shit. Ah, like, ah, he, he, said that thing. he said that. 
<laughs> Looking at you, listeners. Y'all can't see, but we're all just pointing at the zoom camera like some goddamn idiots. <laughs> I mean, do we get a lot of off our chest? Do we want to stay here? Do we want to stay negative? I I was gonna soften the mood up if you guys wanted me to. I I was gonna say, you know, you you guys are all upset about. Hey yo, (laughs) (laughs) soften up, bro. (laughs) Everyone said, uh, everyone's worried about RJ departing, but you know, we might be able to rejoice if Julius gets to leave the team because apparently the Phoenix Suns are looking for. They did say a post of power forward, but. A power forward, nonetheless, and you know, Jay- Julius see himself as a post up power forward. He thinks he's LeBron, so like, yeah, I'm just saying. Julius, I mean, Julius to Phoenix could possibly be a thing. You know, like we we could net a pick out of that, and maybe that brings us closer to Donovan too. I, I don't know. I want to. If we're really trying to lighten the mood, you know, make it easier. RJ doesn't leave the team. Julius gets to go. I mean, that, that was yesterday's update. You see today's update were like. Um, Oh no! This is about the Lakers. Like, Lakers, the Lakers are interested. Yeah, yeah, Lakers nah. aren't interested. I'm not so, surprised there. Yeah, you know what I mean, we we're one for one now, or well, one for two. You know what I mean? Lakers are out, but the Suns, uh, you know, we'll see. I don't know. Well, like, well, what kind of package could they? Because I don't think they could throw. They would throw Mikel Bridges. No, no, no. Julius, it, it, right? it would be like I think like fodder like Jay players. Crowder, yeah, Sarge, Jay Crowder, Sarge. Sarge. I'd do that. So, you know so I, mean? I think it'd be Sarge and that? like maybe like Landry Shamit, possibly. You know, like it's gonna be like a Tony Tony Craig, I think. So I heard Jonathan Mackey talk about. It. Shout out to him again. He was saying that the way his deal is is that it has to be a three for one. Like it can't be two players for one, even if the contracts match up. I don't even know what that means. I just heard him say it. I was like, <laughs> I never heard of that shit. Like I don't even know it's like that. But three for one. Let's see. Saric, Crowder, Saric, Crowder, and probably like yeah, Shamit. So I'll do that. You know what's gonna happen, right? You guys know exactly what's gonna happen. We're gonna get Jay Crowder. We're gonna get Landry Shamit, and we're gonna see Obi Toppin get benched, and we're gonna see Trey Crowder nah, oh get playing God. minutes for up to forty minutes. Oh my just God. to keep Randall as a shooter. My whole wishful thinking is at this point. It's it, it's like if if, if we get great Jay Crowder, I feel like all right, baby, the 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 front office could be like, you see Jay Crowder, he's six five, he's not a power forward, just small forward, just put just start start Obi, you know what I mean? Hopefully, we'll we'll see, you know what I mean? Yeah, I I think the front office is definitely you know looking to be higher and more bullish on on Obi Toppin, which is positive, but. I don't I mean, know. That's man. why they would move Randall, right? I'm assuming that's why Randalls are even in this conversations. Because at one point we were scared that Randall wouldn't even be in the conversation. You know, like it I mean, seems I'm like that's scared. sparking again. Like <laughs> that's coming from the Phoenix side, right? I'm, I'm, I'm holding on to anything concrete, I can get. You know what I mean? We still haven't heard anything concrete source from like the Knicks side of things. Right, that like, right. oh, there's an interest in a Julius for X Y Z deal. It's always Knicks fans wishfully thinking like, oh, maybe the Hornets could mm-hmm. use a power forward. Who knows? Who knows? So let me throw a question out to you guys. Um, all these trade rumors and, you know, Tibbs saying things like, or, you know, it's reported that Tibbs is saying things like he'd rather keep Grimes than R.J. Barrett. Do you guys think it's going to sour the relationship with R.J. Barrett? You know, I'm thinking back to the Porzingis time when, you know, the extension wasn't really there, but Porzingis is different from R.J. Now R.J.'s being thrown. R.J.'s not a bitch. Yeah, not a bitch. R.J.'s not a bitch, bro. He's, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Porzingis was a bitch. R.J. is not. I think he would just be like, brush it off. You know what bro, I mean? R.J. is uh, one of the people who has been in the business and in the industry, and that's why you like a player like this, like where they understand that the sport is a business at the end of the day. Like, you know, a lot. Like Randall clearly does not understand that this shit is a business at the end of the day. He gets super emotional. We've seen R.J. like – 
just swallow his pride and get put his head down and get to work, man. Like, mm. they asked him in the second year when he was supposed to be a player who's, like, supposed – like, you know, this is your cornerstone player. He's supposed to be the one who's, like, you know, showing off. He's a, the offense supposed to run around him. He took a role player type of role in um, in the second year where he was shooting 40% from three. You know, he was, he was doing good on the catch and shoot. But, you know, RJ's put his head down and worked for this team, so – I see him continue to do the same because I think yeah, he he's knows, a leader. If yeah. anything, this is going to be a test of a of a young player's leadership. He might make him want to prove himself there. more. Might, he might be yeah. like, "Oh, my name was in the fucking trade rumors." Yeah, I don't it's forget not even that, that, bro. Shit. It's just like I don't even think it's going to resonate. It's just going to be a test of his leadership because, like, bro, like literally last season when fucking Julius when he speaks to the media, RJ was the one that was out there every night anyway, speaking for. Good, bad, down period, a uh, terrible period, whatever's going on with the team at that time. RJ always spoke. He wasn't the one ducking the spoke. So, like with this. I'm not even going to worry about that aspect of it. However, what the fuck is going on with Tibbs, bro? If it's coming from Berman, you know what I mean? And, and like, like Bagley, as you alluded to Faiz earlier, his report earlier, it has to be Tibbs being one of the quote-unquote decision makers that, like, would prefer to include RJ, right? Because, like, I want I want to just stay here for a bit. It's been a minute, been a couple months since we had a good Tibbs roast session. I just want to, like, peer into this man's psyche for a little bit, if at all possible. You know what I mean? Why? What the fuck? Bro. Like, wasn't he the one literally always bigging up RJ, IQ, Nobi's work ethic? Now he's got Quentin Grimes, and, like, this is this is the wedge that's going to just divide that what we thought was a good budding relationship, especially when RJ amidst all the heat Tibbs was under last season. He all, still spoke longly about him. So I, what, what y'all think about all that? You know what I mean? I don't think it's going to affect RJ. I just want to know what the fuck is Tibbs' motivations here. I want to hear y'all theorize about it. Or Rose Tibbs, either way. Either way. Uh, I think... You remember from the first Harry Potter movie when Voldemort was on the back of that guy's head? That is Tibbs sucking the life out of Mark Berman, bro. Mark Berman's the face that talks, and Tibbs is in the back of the fucking head, bro. Like, this and guy's... He takes before he sucks his face, too, right? Like, the front hey, right? hey, yo, but it seems about right, man. Like, this shit is, this shit is getting out of hand, man. Like... Tib- Tibbs needs to, like, I-, I don't really like the reports. I don't like hearing about it. I don't like this shit coming out. But, like, where are we surprised, you know? Like, Tibbs is this guy who we've seen, like, time and time again, like, gut the whole roster to bring Derrick Rose and Todd Gibson on a board because those are his guys. And, you know, he's always going to lean towards the veteran type of players. Like, we just know this about Tibbs. Like, if it means getting someone like that, like, it, it is a real weird thing to hear Grimes instead of RJ because, like, I like I get it. I, you know, we made the argument of like why between like Grimes and IQ. Maybe for like a team building standpoint, you might want to pick a defensive player like Grimes. But wouldn't RJ be someone who's beneficial to play next to Donovan Mitchell? Like, wouldn't you want to get Donovan to pair alongside RJ, not get mm-hmm. RJ out? Like, Donovan's still twenty five. He's still young. Like, he can play on RJ's timeline. Like. It's not perfect, but it kind of works, you know? So it's real disappointing to hear that Tibbs is in front of that. But, you know, seeing the way this front office moves, I really doubt that it really even manifests to anything. And I'm really clinging and holding on to that belief real tight. Oh, God, yeah, hell yeah. And, it, you know, Tibbs isn't really known for the, for the up-to-date 21st century kind of offense. So it doesn't really make sense for Grimes to be that guy for, for Thibodeau to prefer over R.J. Barrett, who is – you know, a primary, you know, drive in and, you know, go get get to the basket. So, yeah, on that and on that front, it doesn't really make much sense. I mean, Grimes more of a catch and shooter. Um, and I don't know, man, like it's it's frustrating to see things like maybe that. Tibbs is just trolling. He's just like, yo, like, like I bet you Leon's like, yo, 
Leak this to Berman. Let's see if he let's see if he reports it. They're just smoking blunts in the fucking right. They're just, office. They're just like, having a good time yo, on the porch. Leak this shit, Some bro. nice brandy being poured. They just say, "Yo, text this to Berman right now." Just say, "Yo, in the morning, just say, yo, I would prefer to uh. include Grimes instead of RJ." And they just just laughing. Worldwide West is just like inhaling the blunt, coughing off, uh, like coughing out a lung. You know what I mean? Brock Oller laughing so hard that he's fucking coughing out a lung. Brock Oller back in the kitchen making margaritas like fucking Leo from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Y'all seen that movie? Yeah. (laughs) Middle like two a.m. making margaritas. That's Brock Oller. That and like look at got spreadsheets open. But yeah, I'm hoping that's what it is. That's just my wishful thinking. I think that maybe Tibbs is trolling, and he didn't think Burma would actually like report this shit, but. I don't know. I don't know who that reflects more poorly like on. It, I just feel like it's a way Berman. to keep this these channels open, possibly. Like, you're right. Maybe Leon is telling Tibbs, like, through his, you know, everyone has their sources. Everyone has the people they're connected with, like, clearly. So maybe this is this is Leon's way of passing along the message. Like, trying to get this conversation with the Jazz sparked up. Because, you know, training camp is around the corner. And I feel like, like, they're also making bullshit up. Like, the Jazz apparently came out. Like, Danny Aiden said, like, there's two mystery teams that are, like, <laughs> throwing better offers than the Knicks. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, they, come on. What are we fucking, fifth, like, four years old? Like, I have a mystery thing in this bag. Which one would you? Come on, man. Like. You mean you you don't believe plenty of ladies are interested in Ainge? They're just like over here, off camera. You know what I mean? Can't see them. You can't hear them. They they definitely exist though. <laughs> I think that like I mean I said it from the start. I think Ainge just like has like a whole bunch of fucking sycophants and like like just butt munchers in the media that would do whatever to kiss his ass and like he relies on them to leak this bullshit. Two mystery teams. What are we doing here, bro? Come on now. Like it's a game show. Like. And then, like, this is new, too. It's always one random mystery team for the intrigue. This motherfucker Ainge, that's how you know like, he's up. a bad liar. He's like, no, there's two mystery teams. Get out of here. You know what I mean? Don't overextend yourself. <laughs> God damn it, Ainge. If you don't believe in one of them, believe in the other one. You know what I mean? Two just in case. Like. So so deal or no deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, Like, if it comes down to that the Knicks don't make this trade for Donovan Mitchell and we run it with the team that we got, I am 100% okay with that. Let's just do I it. Been, I'm so, yeah, I'm so tired. That. Oh, Put that I'm on so right. Like, I think no. I think even like, but I will like. I think listeners know like through this whole Donovan Mitchell saga. Like, yeah, we've done Spider Watch. We've been excited, but I think we've all echoed that same sentiment. Like, since we signed Jalen Brunson, like we were like before all the Donovan Mitchell shit, we were pretty hyped to see our roster with a real point guard, mm-hmm. like to see our mm-hmm. th- this how this team looks like. E- even to the point where we were talking ourselves into Julius Randle at a point. We're like, oh, oh, oh Jalen Brunson and Randle. Don't say we. <laughs> I mean, me and Alfie was out here doing some ugly business, so. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I you could say up, we. Had, I, there are three of us I here. You can say we. Clearly you can say that we, last but <laughs> just keep me as the exclusion. Uh, we said Mo would have the I told you so moment. So, you know, like, to the point, that's what we're saying. Like, that's how much we're convinced on this team. And we're saying that we don't need Donovan Mitchell to move on. Now, all the pluses of, like, yeah, possibly if Donovan Mitchell comes, maybe another star does want to come. Maybe the team becomes a fringe team that makes that sixth spot locked into the playoffs. Like, would we love that potential? Yeah. But we're all saying at what cost? You know, at a reasonable cost that we can afford. And, the Knicks aren't in a position where they need to do this. We, the media needs to stop that narrative. Shout out Jalen Rose, the only person on ESPN who actually said, like, that trade is dumb. Like, why would the Knicks give up R.J. Barrett? Like, He's a real one. 
Sometimes. 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 I, I feel Sometimes like he's the, the media cop too. Sometimes he has a fallen. So half fall the time line. I feel like, yo, Jalen, that was a good take. And then like the next day, there's like three clips on Twitter. That I'm just like, what? That was the dumbest shit I ever. Heard he he got to fall in line with ES Big Big Bro ESPN. You know what I mean? Like Stephen A. Smith, tell him he got to do it. Like, Can't be mad at it, bro. Everybody got to chase it. Get the bag. Yeah, get the check. I feel like Jalen Rose would have benefited from his own, like, solo podcast. Like, I would want, like, you know, he played on so many different teams. He's, like, someone I'd want to hear, like, about the NBA from in general. Like, he, his he I don't know. Usually story. going solo for Jalen doesn't seem to work out. He tried to defend Kobe one-on-one and then had 81 put on him. <laughs> I mean, hey, shout out, hey. shout out to my Kobe stands. His story from that that experience was, like, it's low-key interesting to hear, you know, like, getting cooked by Kobe. Like, that's what we have to hold on to, you know? It's a, it's a respect thing. He's like, yeah, Kobe got to drop 81 on me. I got 81. It's, it's like interviewing Hulk after he got his ass whooped by Thanos. So, yeah, just how was it? It was pretty cool. Not even going to lie. I mean, it was Thanos, at least. Like, at least it wasn't like. <laughs> when, I, when he put me to sleep, yo. It, was it wasn't sleep. one of the side bosses. Like, it was Kobe. Like, <laughs> it wasn't like it was Loki. You know what I mean? It was, it was Thanos. He had a helmet. All right. I think we, I think we can land a plane. I'm, can I, how does this work? Do, do we play catch with the mic? Mo? It's a baton. I, th- I thought we changed change it to a baton. <laughs> well, you, you, Might you pass baton. it back. We, we wrapping this up? Put a bow on it. Ah. All right. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to this 150th edition of Nickish. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NickishNYC. Give us that five-star review on Spotify and leave us a review on Apple. Um, and make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and, and all that. Uh, make sure you check out our website, nick-ish.com, for more apparel. Uh, this month, you know, once as we get closer and closer to the season, we got a lot more pieces coming along the way. Super dope stuff that we're excited to show you guys. Um, and so make sure you guys check that out and make sure you check out Omar's article. Until next time, take care. Peace. Peace. Peace.